Escape Pod, 302. July 21st, 2011. Flash Fiction Special. Hello and welcome to Escape Pod, your weekly science fiction podcast. I'm Norm Sherman. This week on the show, we're doing another Flash extravaganza. A little over a year ago, we ran a Flash contest through our discussion forums, and this week we're bringing you the winners. No, we're not behind. Escape Pod just orbits the sun at a greater distance than you Earthlings. We bring you London Iron by William R. Hallier, narrated by Andrew Richardson. Wheels of Blue Stilton by Nicholas J. Carter, narrated by Christian Brady. And Light and Lies by Gideon Fostick, narrated by Mer Lafferty. We'll be running the honorable mentions in a couple of weeks, and then we'll have a third Flash party on the show for you folks. Also, stick around after the stories this week. Escape Pod Forumite Marshall Latham, a.k.a. Swamp, put together a storytime mashup of Steve, Murr, Al, and all the other hosts from Escape Artists' version of It's Storytime throughout the years. Good times. Thanks, Marshall. Alrighty then, bust out the sharp cheddar and body paint, because it's storytime. London Iron William R. Halliar They circle the corpse like hapless crows, muttering to each other in reverent tones, usually reserved for church. Granted, the fan of crimson splashed against the alley wall does glow like stained glass in the lantern light, and the bobbies gawping at my handiwork, grasping at the smell of it, do resemble pale, impotent priests grasping for meaning in the words of their absent lord. And, like those priests, they miss the truth, strewn in the very dirt at their feet. Of course, it doesn't look like much now. A faint gleam of red-tinted copper in the moonlight here, a few scraps of leather there. But an hour ago it was a slattern juggernaut, all coiled springs and gnashing teeth. I had followed her for days, hoping she would lead me back to her creator, the diabolical seamstress that had grafted her bones to brass and replaced her heart with ticking clockwork. Instead, she took me on a tour of Whitechapel's grim back alleys and doss houses, her pendulum hips mimicking the lewd movements of the other whores to perfection. Any man, woman, or child who was hapless enough to meet her in the darkness there disappeared. I told myself to wait, to watch, that finding her designer was more important than the lives of a handful of drunks and urchins. But the nights stretched on, and more people fell to her grinding hunger. Eventually I could watch no more. When she ducked into the darkness to wind her heart, I was there. She was inhumanly fast. Had I been the man I once was, I would surely have fallen before her as wheat before the scythe. But her hardened talons tore through my waistcoat and met not yielding flesh and brittle bone, but hot, black, wrought iron. She shrieked 
and tensed to spring away, but I was faster, steel pistons driving my hands to her, even as they wrapped us in a shroud of boiling steam. I threw open the doors to the cathedral of her chest and released all the gleaming potential energy pent up in her in a single gout of blood and brass. I collected the mechanical bits I thought would interest Dr. Gull, and pressed the rest into oblivion beneath my boot heel, leaving only her sad human husk for the police to wonder over. She was better by far than the last two I had put down, more believable, more beguiling, and without a doubt more would come. As the bobbies mill about in the shadows of the alley beneath me, the name recently given me by the broadsheets quivers on their grey lips. Ripper, they whisper. But the people that live here, the people that have glimpsed me through the steam settling on the dark London rooftops, the ones that know I protect them from the clockwork horrors, they have another name for me, one I think fits better. They call me Boiler Jack. Wheels of Blue Stilton by Nicholas J. Carter Experts on the nightly news had suggested that the aliens were trying to put us at ease by disguising themselves as something mundane, hence why the flying saucers resembled titanic wheels of cheese. Nobody knows why we Vermonters got Blue Stilton. It's British, after all, and the aliens were usually gracious enough to match their cheese where it appeared in other places, feta over Greece, parmesan over Italy, and so forth. But Vermont is known for cheddar. The local dairy farmers objected. It isn't right. Somebody ought to write a letter, my own father would say. And he did, though the governor never wrote back to him. He and his generation eventually got used to the Stiltons, but they quietly disapproved. I was 17. At night, my friends and I would escape home with picnic blankets and bottles of wine stolen from our parents' cabinets. We'd gather together in the fields just to lie there, make out, and see what the Stiltons did. Whoa, look at that, I said, pointing as a Holstein disappeared in a cloud of smoke, twinkling with blue and white lights. The cow's bemused moo fading to nothingness. It's nothing, said my girlfriend. They put them back next day with copper tags clipped to their tails. When the Cold Creek Dam cracked, the Stiltons hovered over and coated it with thick, goopy globs of molten cheese, which held just long enough to evacuate everyone who lived downstream. They even helped evacuate the cows. In July, the town hall caught fire, and our little town's ancient fire engine stalled in its garage. The Stiltons smothered the flames. And in late August, when the Cheddar Fair ran out of cheese, well, you can guess what the aliens did. That summer, everything was sharp and surreal. The air was heady as wine and perfumed faintly with the tang of curdled milk. I proposed to my girlfriend in a lint-pocked blanket after we had emptied a labelless bottle of red wine. She said yes. Life was extraordinary. And then they left. We never even learned why they came. Our hometown sky became sleepy, crisscrossed with thin clouds and smelling of its usual sun-baked farms and fertilizer. 
In time, my wife and I saved enough money to start an imported cheese shop. Friends protested we'd never make it work, and I admit we barely got by. The tourists still demanded cheddar. My wife and I divorced. It made sense. We were too young, really, and all we really had between us was that wonderful summer and a love of cheese. I don't have any reason to hope they'll ever come back, though some warm nights I'll take a wheel of blue Stilton from a dusty shelf and lay it on the shop's welcome mat, a fan behind it to waft its scent skyward. I'll sit there with a glass of wine, wistfully watching the milky white stars against the dark blue sky. Light and Lies by Gideon Fostick Blue would be enough, she realized in triumph. Her discovery was stunning. She applied a mollusk extract on her hide, and she could make it flash in vivid blue by modulating local vasoconstriction. Under conscious control. She normally displayed a myriad of patterned colors, but all were instinctive. If she could just add a measure of actively selected light, she could alter the very thoughts she displayed. For the first time in history, people could choose what to say. It was an impossible match. Her artisan cast of practical toolmakers despised his chrome artists. Granted, chromocommunication was essential for intelligent life. The cephalopods had emerged as the world's dominant species due to their communication with bioluminescent light. This ability had evolved from simple camouflage and courting to exchange complex ideas. However, the artisan sneered at the chrome artist's shows of swirling light generated by self-inducing elaborate emotions. To an artisan, this art was pretentious frippery. The chrome artist had no more tolerance for the boorish artisans. And yet she, a dedicated artisan, had been captivated by the beauty of his performance. All the pain and yearning expressed in exploding yellow and red eddies, followed by the lonely waves of fading green and blue. Their contact, and then their love, had flourished briefly until it became visible in their chromatic displays. Their cast then immediately separated them. Defiance would mean ostracism, or worse. She camouflaged her appearance with the false blue light. No one noticed the lowly sentry cast member slipping into the Cromartis gardens. Even he didn't recognize her until she revealed her true colors. She was amazed at his use of false color. With his Cromartis skills, he blended it into far more intricate patterns than she had imagined. When she discovered new false colorations, yellows, oranges... He learned to freely express any idea he desired, whether or not he actually thought it. She was uneasy with his new facility. Is your love for me also feigned? Yes, I just want you for your color tricks. She struggled with the new concept of flippancy. Discovery was inevitable. She let her guard down once, deep within Cromartis territory. People were first startled, then furious when they caught on to the false colors, to lying and deception. She cried out to him when they moved in, their lethal intent broadcast in flashing red. What he did next astonished her. He consciously started a predator alert. People were instinctively compelled to rebroadcast such dramatic displays. Even she flashed uncontrolled yellow, and in the ensuing mass confusion, he pulled her into a flight to safety. Far away from the gardens of civilization they rested. She had never felt so isolated. Can we survive here alone? Of course, as long as we're together. Could she ever believe his words again? But then, she knew she would always believe him, regardless of what he said. 
In the new world she had created, action shone more brightly than words. It's story time indeed. All right, folks, let's hit some episode feedback from Escape Pod's assistant editor, Bill Peters. Take it away, Bill. Hello, faithful listeners. We're going to change it up a little bit this week and next by bringing you two episodes worth of feedback and one episode's worth of time. So this week I'm bringing you the feedback for episodes 293, A Small Matter Really, and 294, The Night Train. A Small Matter Really was written by Monty Cook and read by Our Lafferty. It concerned a religious sect with black holes, shifting timelines, and maintaining quantum wave states, and reminded at least one listener of a badass trip they'd had, though they didn't say if that was in a good way or a bad way. Electric Paladin said, This story violated the single most important principle of the be careful what you wish for form. The main character must get something like his just desserts. This character has a scrub somehow, but not so in this story. The main character just failed and died, because she did. Thanks to totally random and consequential mechanical glitch. There's no poetic injustice in this, just random chance. It's leaf in the wind all over again. El Barto said, I thought I kinda liked this episode until I read the comments here, which then activated a closed time-like loop in my brain and made me realize it wasn't as enjoyable as I thought. As a reader, and not a writer, I do like time travel stories when they're done well and have a nice twist, and I like the twist at the end here because I think it's always fishy when a, ta- when a time travel tale has the protagonist remembering both realities, or there's some sort of shimmering wave that ripples out in time and slowly things modify themselves. And that's it for a small matter, really. Switching Lines to the Night Train by La Vie Tidhar and read by Jean Hild Fulgham. This story had slug trains and was a lot of cyberpunk wrangling with futurism and transhumanism. The story was fairly dense, but it seemed like most readers that got past the density liked the world that Lavi built. Listener said, In a China Mieville novel, he introduces tons of phasmagorical and other futuristic, alternatively technological topics. The thing is, he has hundreds of thousands of words to do it in. He can draw it out so the reader is not overwhelmed. But this story had to cram it all into 6,000 or so words. And so there really is no time to breathe or think or absorb each piece of this future world before another one is dropped on our heads. Like that corner of the overhang that always, always drips on you after a storm, no matter how much you try and walk around it. Devoted135 said, I had a super hard time getting into this one, but once I did, I guess I liked it well enough. I agree with all the criticisms, and would add I felt sorry for all the people that let DC use their body. I have to imagine that even in a world where people purposefully alter themselves to that extreme, it would be traumatic to wind up and find out that you no longer have the body you thought you did. And that's it for this week. Tune in next week for the feedback for episode 295, Disarm, and to an episode 296, For Want of a Nail. Thanks, Bill. Alright, folks, that's our show this week. Remember, Escape Pod runs off the generous support of listeners such as yourself. Consider donating to help us pay authors for their work and bring you these great stories each week. Hit up escapepod.org for support options. Escape Pod is a production of Escape Artists Incorporated and is brought to you with a Creative Commons attribution non-commercial, no derivatives license, which means don't change, don't sell, but feel free to share it while you like. Our music is used with the permission of Daikaiju. Check them out at daikaiju.org. 
And our closing quotation this week comes from American minimalist painter Darby Bernard, who said, Asking art to express ideas is like asking a sumo wrestler to play charades. Escape Pod 1 May 12th, 2005 Okay, welcome everyone, welcome to Escape Pod, the first, and probably for the next five minutes or so, the only science fiction podcast magazine. Now, as for me, my name is Steve Ely, and without further ado, story time. Ladies and gentlemen, dim the lights and music, it's story time. So, everyone, close your eyes, unless you're driving, and breathe deeply. It's story time. Now, lie down on the floor and put a newspaper over you. So, sit back, make yourself some eggnog, reef the foresails, and batten the hatches. Hold on to the guide rails and watch your step. Please remain upright and keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle. Now, will the listeners in the first five rows please put on your raincoats? It's story time. And now, compliments of the chef, it's story time. So, 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 quit rolling those dice. Put on your mittens and your big woolly socks. Put up your boots and your six-shooters. Bow your heads and give thanks. So, pick up the chopstick on your left and the one on your right, and smile at the other philosophers. Measure twice and listen once. Pick up your toys and put on your jammies. So, everyone, put on your best shoes and check your hair. It's party time. I mean, story time. So, turn off the TV and get cracking on your homework. And with that warning, it's story time. Breathe deep and smell the excitement. So relax now and take siesta. Have your people call someone else's people. And while they're doing lunch... It's story time. So, lay down on the couch and think about your childhood. Lay down on your roof and look to the skies. Have a seat and take a little something for your headache. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's story time. So, re-nice whatever you're doing to 19 and bring our process to the foreground. Now cleanse your spirit and gaze deep. So, take a load off your feet and the next round's on me. Cause it's story time. So, without further ado... Close your eyes and breathe deep. It's parable time. Put on your khakis and your pith helmet. Pour yourself some eggnog and make it a double. So don't delay. Operators are standing by. Pick up the phone and act now. So stay alert and trust no one. And then, it's story time. We've got 40 minutes. Do I hear 40 minutes? Gone once, gone twice. It's story time. Today's story is guest-hosted by Salim Fadley of Resonance FM in London. And now, as Steve would say, it's story time. And before we explore that any further, it's story time. So put on your warm coat and your woolly mittens. So don your armor and shield of righteousness and pick up that sword that says truth in big block letters. So rise and shine, kids, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. So sharpen your number two pencils class and put away your notes. Duck and cover and put a newspaper over your head. Tape all your windows and get off the roads. No more before we rhyme. Therefore, it's story time. I hope you've saved room for dessert, because it's story time. Meanwhile, assemble your team and stand by for orders. So tuck yourselves in, kids, and no eating cookies in bed. So put on your onesies and test the bottle. Take off your tie and loosen your beltway. Please have your passport and travel papers ready and keep your translator on. And remember... It's story time. Please, have all documents ready for inspection. Zip up your dockets and take your hands off your subpoenas. And in today's top headlines, it's story time. CH mod this to World Readable, so quit watching the skies already. 
So Sherman, set the Wayback Machine for love. It's story time. So put on your nice suit and get ready to knock on doors. Meanwhile, survey says, it's story time. And one thing I've learned is that if Wichita offers to do something, it's best to stand back and let him do it the Wichita way. So I'll let him take it from here, and then it's story time. So we'll all have fun, 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 till... Nah, that doesn't work. It's story time. So find your center and be true to it. Put your conscience aside for a rainy day. Put on a comfy sweater. And speaking of larger than life, give your mom a hug and then settle down in your nest. Say your prayers. Don't run your mouth and don't disappear. And now, we'll play a game you like, called It's Story Time. So sit back and relax. Put off all your other work until yesterday. So sit back and have some tea. Earl Grey, hot. Please be seated. Your server will be with you shortly. Now take a cold shower and think about baseball. So lay yourself down for a short, refreshing nap. So go outside and get some fresh air. Please pick up the nearest courtesy phone. So take careful notes and initial them and date them. So take some iced tea out onto the veranda. Meditate now and find your inner peace. Lean back. But don't put your feet up on the desk. Hang up your stockings by the chimney with care. Dress casual and bring a nice bottle of wine. Pour yourself a big glass of juice. Pick up your books and get ready for the exam. So pull yourself an iced triple venti vanilla skim whip latte and a comfy chair. Now form up and stand at attention. Pick up your daily tabloid and flip to the sports section. Put on your Sunday armor and don't fall asleep during the joust. Pour yourself a cocktail and open the newspaper. Wear your life vest and remember to keep your arms and legs inside the boat at all times. Lean back and close your eyes. Then open them. Then close them again. Tell the speechwriters to wrap up. You're needed in wardrobe. Keep your tickets of leave with you and check the forecast for today's magnetism. So look both ways before crossing the street. So put your toys and workstations away and gather round. It, it, it's story time. Hello, and welcome to Escape Pod number 100. Ladies and gentlemen, it's story time. So look, listen, and take nothing with you but pictures. Finish your math homework and say your prayers before going to sleep. Watch where you're going and don't stop for small talk. Sharpen your pencils and keep both hands on your desk. So call up your favorite girl or guy and think about a good date movie. Settle back in your library and don't open the door for strangers. Put away your BitTorrent clients, listen carefully, and don't be afraid to ask for help. Sit back in your nest and relax. Forsooth, it's story time. So take just a little bit of time out of your busy, busy day today. Wash your hands with soap. For safety's sake, please wait at least half an hour after eating. Look to the skies. The omens say it's story time. So open wide, rinse, and then spit. Please follow all sanitary procedures. So check the news for weather and monster reports before you go outside. Take a walk through the rough part of town. And watch out for super dials. Dress to kill and set accessories to stun. Please have your authorizations ready before listening. So dress warmly and tell your mother you love her. Start winding your $100 laptop. Keep your head down and try not to draw too much attention. Pick a race and class and start grinding. So, pawn to King 4. It's story time. So register early and wear your badge at all times. Please refrain from eating or drinking for 12 hours prior to your examination. So, with no official comment, and taking no questions from the press, it's story time. Get ready to confess your sins. Now sip your coffee, and don't go straight to the sports section. Why not take a constitutional in the fresh country air? Please stay on the trail, and don't bag more than your limit. Hold on to your stock options. So don't forget, it's story time. 
So, in the interests of full disclosure, it's story time. Move quickly and don't stop for questions. Today's forecast calls for a partly cloudy skies and a 100% chance of story time. Don't tell us if you've been bad or good. We already know. Don't try to run. There's nowhere to hide. Order another pint and tip your server well. Submitted for peer review. It's story time. Put away your research notes and start praying. Don't spend your whole lunch hour looking for an empty seat at a table. Sit still while you listen. Don't wear yourself out. Turn on your listening devices and calibrate your pressure sensors. Sit a spell and have yourself a piece of Yvonne's apple pie. Fix yourself a healthy snack. So that concludes the hors d'oeuvres. If you'll please be seated, we will begin serving story time. So, everyone take your listening pills. Grab your overpriced beer and your hot dog. Please make sure all tray tables are upright and in their locked position. Listen, but don't touch. You know, if you put your ear right up against your MP3 player and listen, you can hear the ocean. Or maybe it's just story time. So stop me if you think you've heard this before. It's story time. So get out on the streets and kiss some hands and shake some babies. Celebrate local culture, but don't get caught with your pants down. Stay calm and don't get hidden home. Complete all forms in triplicate and please wait for your number to be called. Please use a number two pencil and write your answers on one side of the paper only. Make sure you know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, and know when it's story time. Laugh now while you can, comrades. That's fine. Just know that you'll be first against the wall when story time comes. Without further ado, I can see by your outfit that it's story time. So stay up late and tune in your AM radios. The voices want me to tell you, it's story time. Duck and cover, kids. Senator, I knew story time. I delivered story time. Senator, it's story time. Enough chasing our own tails. The three wise monkeys teach us. See no story time, hear no story time, speak no story time. But you shall not be spared story time. To slightly paraphrase Abraham Lincoln, you can fool some of the people all of the time, and all of the people at story time. Now, just try to relax, and breathe deeply, and think. Does it remind you of anything when I say, it's story time? So put away childish things. Be a doll and sit quietly. Cover your eyes. Fear not, till Burnham Wood do come to Dunsinane. Weed light, stretch a bit. If a butterfly flaps its wings in Bangladesh, odds are it's story time. Settle your plots down, my droogs. Form up and stand at attention. Pull out your old MacGyver tapes and see how many explosives you can mix from whatever's in the pantry. Be wary of unsolicited offers from rich strangers. I have a story for you, and I promise you... Nah, I can't pull that off. It's story time. So brew yourself another pot of coffee. You're not going to want to go to sleep. Hide the plans, close off the secret passage, and try to look nonchalant. Turn up the family radio, and remember to drink your rich chocolatey Ovaltine. Start rolling film. Now buy a round for your friends, but watch out for those Americans. They're trouble. Hello, and welcome to Escape Pod. I'm your guest host, Jeffrey R. DeRigo. Look in the mirror, and tell me, who do you see when you hear me say, it's story time? So take a deep breath. You might feel a pinch and just a little temporary discomfort, but in the end, you'll wonder why you didn't make the leap sooner. Get ready. It's story time. I'm Steve Ely. So get ready to dedicate yourself to the lifelong pursuit of physical and mental perfection in half an hour or so. It's story time. Hello and welcome to Escape Pod. I am your host for the day, 
Chorney C. Smith. So Skipod is very proud to present This Is How It Feels by Ian Creasy. So, rinse your mouth out with power water and throw some salt down on the ground. It's story time. So, if you'll please turn your hymnals to page 193. I'm Alistair Stewart, so take a deep breath. Make sure it's not too deep, because it's story time. So, settle down with some cotton candy and popcorn. It's story time. So please, no flash photography, and do not feed or taunt the narrator. So sink your seat and get ready to be told a very curious history. Prepare to come face to face with both your past and the planet's future. Man, oh man, what I want you to see is the big E's inside of story time. This is episode 200, and with that, I have a confession. It's story time. Hello and welcome to Escape Pod. I'm your guest host, Norm Sherman. So stretch out your forelegs and grab a cup of coffee, because it's story time. So lay back in that dentist chair and relax. Pour out that vodka and stick in that catheter. Call your whole family and tell them it's story time. So prepare to hum something that will change your life forever. This week's Escape Pod was recorded live at Balticon 43 on May 23rd, 2009. So without further ado, it's story time. <laughs> So, any questions? Just one. How do I get out of this chicken shit story time? So, prepare to be conquered. Put your feet up. They're due for service, and you can get a loaner pair from Sue on 7. Put on your hat and gloves, and bring a big set of shears. Story time grows thick in these parts. Put your best formal wear on, because everything is just about to change. Strap in, and prepare to climb the gravity well. So, without further ado... It's story time. Make sure you're fitted comfortably. So relax, and don't try to look for patterns unless you're really prepared to find them. So class, close your eyes and concentrate, because there's a transmission coming in called story time. Open up that can of Chef Boyardee and fire up the propane stove. So be a doll and cuddle up beside me. It's story time. So sit back in your comfy chair. Yes, this comfy chair right here, the one with the needles. Yeah, the chair might get a little personal. Don't worry, that's just its way of making friends. Put on your spacesuits and get ready to see visions. Get out your smocks and paintbrushes. Clear your barrels, check your loadout, grab your gear. Because I have a story for you, and I promise you, it's story time. Say goodbye to fish sticks and tasteful nudity, and say hello to the future. I'm doing all right, getting good grades. Story time's so bright, I gotta wear shades. Hello, and welcome to Escape Pod. I'm Jeremiah Talbert, so sit back, put on your tinfoil hat, and get ready, because it's story time. So we've a full crew and the wind in our sails. Never mind maneuvers, always go straight at story time. Hi there, and welcome to Escape Pod. My name is Paul Graham Raven, publisher and editor-in-chief of Futurismic.com. But the proof of the pudding is in the eating, so they say. So let's serve you up a rich slice of top-draw science fiction. If you've ever been inspired by the love and loyalty of your pets, this one's for you. Enjoy. So flex your webbed toes and get ready to go treasure hunting. Sit quietly and listen to your elders, or reasonable facsimiles thereof, a safe room for dessert. Lead on! Lead on! The MP3 file is waning fast, and it is precious time to me, I know. Lead on, story time! Unbox your presents and be ready to do some assembly. It's story time. 
part one of three. Find a dim corner and a bright friend. It's story time. Two out of three. So double-click on The Sims version 20.0. It's our final story time. Meanwhile, you're wanted in makeup. There's something in the air. Thick and heavy. Smells a bit like... story time. Now be patient. Really patient. Maybe that's what life is. A wink of the eye and story time. So, for just a few dollars added to your insurance premium, you too can have story time. Summon the tribe and gather round. The shaman says it's story time. Get dinner ready and wear something restrictive. So, one last time, I said a double cheeseburger, onion rings, and a large orange story time. I want you to think about this. I did this. I made a skate pod. And I'm not anybody special. You can change the world. If you have something to say, say it. If you wake up tomorrow and you want to make something, make it. Don't wait until the time is right and you can get it perfect. The time's right now. You don't need anyone's permission. Just start doing it. And you'll be surprised when the world tells you, Hey, that was pretty good. I love you all. Have fun. Hello, and welcome to Escape Pod. I'm your host and editor, Mer Lafferty. And these are some awful big shoes I've got to try on. So strap on your seatbelts, because we aim to make story time the least ordinary part of your day. There are often two snack cakes in a pack for a reason. Don't be stingy. Share your pack. Hi, this is John Joseph Adams, editor of Lightspeed, a new online science fiction magazine. So strap yourselves in and get ready to make the jump to Lightspeed. It's story time. Hello and welcome to Escape Pod. Yes, Escape Pod. I'm Dave Thompson, so watch out for black cats. Keep a firm grip on your lucky rabbit's foot. Because it's story time. So get ready, friends and lovers, for an exclusive once-in-a-lifetime Quantacast called Story Time. So pay no attention to the hammering from the basement or the singing. Hello and welcome to Escape Pod. I'm Ben Phillips, Chief Executive Managing Guy for Escape Artists Incorporated. So... Try to look charming, even though you just woke up, and choose your words carefully. It's story time. Make sure the kids are out of the room, and the door is locked, and the phone is turned off. And story time is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Kick back, relax, and let your story-listening brain take over. Tell your friends to stop what they're doing and turn on their MP3 players right away. Because it's story time. So I'm buying the next round as the musician starts up the ballad. Now, sit. Stay. Wait for it. Good listener. It's story time. Yes, it is. Story time. Good listener. Turn off your left anterior temporal lobe and turn on your ears. Get ready to sow some seeds of knowledge. So put on your life jackets and get ready for the coming storm. So, Bishop takes pawn and it's story time in three. So bundle up and get your blowtorches ready. Get out your timers and logbooks. Don't worry, there's no hostile takeover. It's just story time. So don't believe in religion. And don't believe in heaven. You can believe in story time. It's, 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 it